The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand? I'm not even doing the usual intro because I'm not excited about this football team and neither should you be. Neither should you. You shouldn't be excited about this football team. So Seamus Clancy on From the Bleachers on BGN Radio. I'm recording this early Monday morning and I surely hope that my upstairs neighbors are either awake or going to work because otherwise I may wake them up in the recording process for this podcast. Eagles fall. And Las Vegas yesterday, embarrassingly so. Zach Ertz, in his first game as an Arizona Cardinal, scores a 47-yard touchdown. He looked like Yak Ertz in a way he really never has in an Eagles uniform. And when I say to Zach, good luck. You got out of here. I don't blame you. Maybe you'll win a Super Bowl again. Maybe you'll be a Super Bowl hero once more. Saw a stat this morning from Tommy Lawler. Great follow on Twitter. Has done some writing on his site for forever in terms of the Eagles blogosphere and has done writing for the Eagles website too. Eagles quarterbacks or opposing quarterbacks going against the Eagles defense have a completion percentage of 74.4%. Yes, this is a pass happy NFL. That's the lowest mark in the entire NFL. Jonathan Gannon's defense, he plays this high cover two defense, deep safety looks, only has one real safety because Rodney McLeod's out there. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is gone. Jalen Mills is gone. All these other supposed stars, Anthony Harris is out. You have Marcus Epps back there getting mossed. And they're just letting the quarterbacks do whatever they want, take everything underneath. And it would be one thing if they were playing golf, trying to do this classic bend but don't break vibe. But it's incongruent with the Eagles' own offensive attack because the Eagles' offense isn't this offense that's going to play catch-up and score a bunch of points and have these explosive plays. The defense needs to be more aggressive. Jonathan Gannon might be it for him in Philadelphia. I wrote, I said that on the podcast and wrote it uh, a few weeks prior, maybe after that week three game um, get after Kansas City. I said Nick Sirianni might be a one-and-done head coach. Now that I want him to be a one-and-done head coach, no. I would have loved the Eagles rebounded from one and two, made the postseason. Jalen Hurts looked great. Everything was gravy. Everything was looking good and going up in Philadelphia. Doesn't seem it's going to be going that way. Nick Sirianni? Jonathan Gannon, you can't fire these guys in the middle of the season, I don't think. But I don't want them back in Philadelphia next year. I want the GM gone. 
I want a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator. And as much as I've gassed up Jalen Hurts, I'm ready for a new quarterback. I've seen enough from Jalen, and I'm surely not alone in saying this, that Jalen's a good dude. He's cool. He somehow has regressed this season in a weird way, it feels like, because in those Saints and Cardinals games last year, he played infinitely better than any game he's played this season. And I'm left wondering, hey, maybe if uh, Doug stuck around, things would be a little bit different for Jalen. And that's me just kind of being a Doug apologist. I think of Lost when Charlie's holding up his hand at the door showing Desmond. When it says not Penny's boat, it should say not Doug's fault. It's not. It wasn't Doug's fault any of last year. It was Carson and Howie. Maybe things would be different if we had Doug Peterson still. No, that's just me. I'm always going to be talking about Doug Peterson until the end of time. But Jalen, just, he's just not it. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen enough. Uh, Got to stop saying, well, it's his X start. It's his 11 start. It's this or that. Uh, I haven't seen really anything besides that Saints and Cardinals game last year. And that's why I was so high on him last season. Because if you subscribe to the idea that the coaching staff had gone south and become stale during the end of the Doug Peterson ever, you would be thinking that maybe a new head coach could revitalize this offense overall and specifically get through to Jalen Hurts. And Hurts hasn't made enough plays as a runner in the way I thought he would as an, as an explosive, you know, taking these plays that he's rolling out and keeping it. It's it just just not working overall, just not working. And I don't know if you bench him this year. I don't I don't think you should be doing that. I think you just let it ride out. Uh, maybe at the end of the year, you know, Minshew comes in or something. But uh, there's no use playing Joe Flacco in the lost season. I'd rather just see anything, anything, anything from Jalen Hurts to warn him a position on next year's roster, whether it's as a starter in case they don't really swing a trade for a guy or find a guy in the, in the draft. Like maybe, yeah, it's in peace around him and he's just okay next year. Maybe that's enough to have a competent season, maybe sneak into the playoffs. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's likely. And there's no visa playing Joe Flacco. Garner Minshew, I mean, another guy who I who has more style points than I would say on-field points, uh, much like Hurts, and that's probably why I gravitate to both those guys. But – not looking good at the quarterback position, not looking good at coach, any coaching spot, really, and certainly not looking good at general manager. This team stinks. It's it's everybody's fault. It's everyone's fault. That's the title of this podcast. It's not just saying, oh, it's all Sirianni. And I've hated on Sirianni. And it's not just all on Howie because everyone hates Harry, but everyone knows it doesn't start and end there. And it's not just all Jalen Hurts, who has been probably given a little bit of a bad hand, but at the same time, Starting quarterback in the NFL, you got to make th- plays, you got to make throws, and in situations where guys have been open, he has a chance to make a big play, an explosive play, throws downfield when guys are open, just not doing it. And he's part of the reason the Eagles are 2 and 5 right now. This is the. I'm trying to think how soon the earliest the Eagles have been out of it in my life. And I think back to 2012. They went four and twelve. They were three and one to start the year. Like they already had more wins than the Eagles did through the first month of the season. Currently, and in twenty fifteen, that season was it was pretty terrible. But even at the end, into November and early December, they still had a, a theoretical chance at the postseason. We're kind of grinding along, picking up some nasty wins. They had that great overtime win against Dallas um, on Sunday Night Football, and then they had the upset huge one in New England. So they had some wins in the back schedule that kind of kept them alive in the playoff race. Um, but it was never as clear as day uh, since 2012. And I think to that, because I think uh, that's the first year I had season tickets. And obviously, it was always a crazed Eagles fan. But since then, my uh, fandom has gone up a notch and definitely uh, also coincides with being a college student in my first 
college followers in 2012 and things just changed in terms of your responsibilities and what do you want to do with your career and you know obviously gravitated towards this sports media realm and you know my interest and fandom changed in a way with the team during that period so kind of think back to then and you know I was talking with some friends today this morning even and he said how does this year already feel worse than last year meaning Doug Peterson's last year in 2020 Chip Kelly's last year or Andy Reid's final year and maybe what I said to that is maybe because one like I said this is the earliest they've been two and five um, I believe so. Like in 2015, like I'm saying, they were still in it at the end of the year. 2012, they go, uh, you know, start the year three and one and then finish four and 12 with a disastrous rash of injuries. And what I came down to was at least in some point in time, all those other coaches seemed not just good, but great. Obviously, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl here. Doug, Andy Reid made a Super Bowl, made five NFC championship appearances, won a boatload of divisions. And Chip Kelly, one division his first year, goes 20 and 12 as a head coach in his first two seasons. And everyone thinks he's a Messiah-like figure in the city. So Nick Sirianni has had neither the success of Andy and Doug, nor the offensive, the theoretical offensive creativity and mastermindness that Chip Kelly had. So now we're stuck here. It is October 25th, and the Eagle season is over, it seems. And I don't know. Would it be funny if this was like cut up on a clip and you saw me in some like Eagles hype video in the postseason saying the season's over? See, the season's probably, probably over. See, it's, it's over. They needed that win. They needed last week's win. They needed all these wins and they don't have it. They're going into Detroit on Halloween, spooky season, and they will be playing a winless Lions team. And I could think of no way better to capitalize that this is a terrible, terrible season. And that there needs to be a clean sweep from the organization, from the general manager to the head coach to the quarterback, than to losing to a Lions team like that while everyone is hungover watching the game from going to Halloween parties the previous two days. And then, you know, it's the back end of their schedules is people say it's easier. I mean, they still have the Chargers, right? The, the week after that, the Halloween game is the Chargers. The Eagles are 2-5. and five. If they win against Detroit, they're 3-5. and five. They come home, play the Chargers, and you think maybe a West Coast team coming East Coast. Games at four o'clock and we'll travel early. It shouldn't really be an issue for them. And they're looking at maybe at three and six, and they have the Saints, who okay, pretty good, better than the Eagles for sure, right? They're playing on Monday Night Football tonight against Seattle, I believe. And where are the wins coming from? Yes, they have all of those division wins, and but is is Washington worse than them? I don't know. Are the Giants worse than them? I would think probably yes, but I'm not completely sure right now. And maybe that's – I'm a prisoner of the moment. I've always been on the podcast. Recency bias runs through my brain as it does most people's brains. And now I'm just left wondering, where do we go from here? And it's everyone's fault. And the guy who's probably – like I said, everyone's fault, but there are different layers to it. I think it's mostly uh, – not even mostly. The majority of the blame goes to Harry Rosen because this has not just been a, a one-year thing the way it has been. One-year blip uh, with Sirianni and Hertz not stepping up this season. But uh, this is a demonstrable uh, – organizational failure uh, going over the last handful of years with poor drafts and the Eagles were never, ever, ever able to replenish the talent they had on that Super Bowl roster where they had the deepest roster in the NFL, were able to come overcome all of those injuries, including one at the quarterback position, the most important position in sports to win the Super Bowl over, you know, the greatest dynasty, the greatest coach, the greatest quarterback of all time. And 
how he once did a good job, but it hasn't happened in a while. And it really sums up how low things have sunk in the post-Super Bowl era. And the team was only really good again after the Super Bowl in that 2018 run when Foles came back in. And maybe that doesn't mean about Carson Wentz's leader or player, whatever it is. When Foles came in that Rams game, Sunday football on the West Coast, they were like double-digit 14.5-point underdogs and pulled off that win. And they go on that run and they double-doing game. They make the second round of the postseason. That was the last time the Eagles were like truly, truly, truly a great team. And I don't know when the next time we're going to see that is. And it's not this year. It's probably not next year. And God knows when it's going to happen again. I'm just sad, you know. I'm angry. I thought I was going to be yelling more, but it's just one of those things where sometimes if something happens in my life that's uh, minuscule, I might freak out a little bit more because in that moment, um, releasing some of the emotion that I had uh, that I've maybe kept built up or pent up uh, during more serious moments. And sometimes when I'm hit with those more serious moments, I'm sure this is something a lot of people can relate to. Uh, I kind of just take it in stride and mellow out and just get a little numb. And that's kind of how I'm feeling about this Eagles team right now. I want to yell. I want to scream. But I just, I just don't have it in me. They, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve that emotional stranglehold they have on me and they have on the vast majority of fans, especially if you're listening to this, you're crazy Eagles fan listening to the great BGN radio network. And I mean, sure you love the team as much as me or anyone out there that listens to this podcast, tweets, goes to the games, whatever, anyone of any background or age. And it sucks. It's everyone's fault. It sucks. Got to suck it up. Got to get through this season. Keep your eyes peeled for those three first round picks next year. And Part of the reason you can't even get excited about those first-round picks is that Howie Roseman is going to be the guy making them more likely than not. And he screwed up this entire roster. And you have this treasure trove of picks for the first time ever in this franchise. You're going to have four picks in the first two rounds, likely three first-round picks, maybe two of them, and probably two of them in the top five. Maybe one of them is the first overall pick itself. And somehow I can't get excited for the future because the guy making decisions and Sirianni's back next year. Oh, we waste another year of these picks. And if you can't get a quarterback with those picks, are, are you happy rolling with Jalen? I can talk myself. I know it, but it's not good. It's not good. We're going to be doing something about Howie Roseman. Going to be doing something about Howie Roseman. And that's it for me. Short one. What else is there to say right now? I'm angry. You're angry. This team stinks. It's everyone's fault. It's everyone's fault. Again, Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus Clancy. Be sure to follow the BGN Instagram page at Bleeding Green Insta and the Bleeding Green Twitter account at Bleeding Green. And, of course, read the great website, bleedinggreennation.com, and subscribe or leave a review on their podcast platform of choice. Even this Eagle season might suck. We have some great talent on this podcast, and we're bringing you great pods consistently throughout the week, nearly every day, to keep you updated and be a little therapy session for you as you deal with this horrific, horrific Eagle season. Keep leading green, whether, regardless of what they're doing on the field. These guys, whether it's the players, the coaches, and even the general manager, their time in Philadelphia is finite. You will be a fan for the rest of your life, and you likely have been your entire life. So you keep leading green. Don't worry about everyone else. Your fandom will likely be rewarded one day. Maybe it's way, way in the future, like it was that one time, February 4th, 2018. One more time, keep leading green. Team stinks. I am haunted by
Chief.